welcome to 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews, where we take random movies from Metacritic's 15K Plus Movies to randomly watch whether we like it or not. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of 15K Plus Random Movie Reviews. This is Colin. And this is Niall. And this is our random recap episode, movies 12 to 20. And let's just get straight into it. Let's go all the way back to Saving Private Ryan. It, it does feel like a long time since we actually reviewed this and watched this movie. So it's, <laughs> thankfully, I've seen it 55 times. So yeah. it's not going to be an issue. Yeah, I, was, I, I've, I totally forgot to write down things I didn't say. You know, and like, <laughs> I know plenty, uh, but you know, <clears throat> what can be said about this movie that hasn't been said a thousand times? It, it's the fantastic, rollicking blockbuster of a movie. The opening scene on the beach is just it was groundbreaking at the time, yeah. Like that, that scene by itself warrants some bad acting by Mr. Damon, you know, it, it balances that out, especially that scene where he's discussing his uh, brothers in the barn that you so detest. Hated. Probably one of, one of my worst, worst scenes of a movie of all time. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's kind of, it does feel kind of forced a bit. and But that doesn't detract from the movie all that much because it is, like, Tom Hanks is bloody brilliant in this. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. Most of the guys are brilliant <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, he's just, yeah, I think, I think Spielberg made one mistake and I was leaving in the ad lib story that he told. I think it just came across to smarmy. Unfortunately, Spielberg actually enjoyed that scene for some reason. He did. He did. I think, um, yeah, he, he wanted, I don't know. I can't remember now. It was, it was longer. I think he cut it as well. Christ. <clears throat> yeah. So I think when you look back, and then I'm just trying to, I'm just thinking of Saving Private Ryan, and the first thing I think of is, yeah, the 45 minute visceral, loud, violent uh, landing uh, on D Day. Oh, and decapitations, holes in people, arms off, oh, everything. And I think one of the, um, one of the, the, the nicest things about going back to it was realizing who's in the movie that you forget that's in the movie. Like I forgot Brian Cranston was in the movie. Vin Diesel, baby, and he's not a tree this time, <laughs> or driving a car. <clears throat> Vin Diesel, yeah, and then Ted Danson as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The guy from Sideways, I always forget his name. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, yeah, yeah. Like the cast, oh, the cast is <clears throat> huge when you think about it. Yeah, and then your friend from Firefly, what's his name again? Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of it. I think, I don't know if I mentioned this the first time we watched it, but when I first watched Saving Private Ryan, I did not realize that the guy that they let go at the, um, when they're rushing the, the, the sort of first mission base thing, they were digging his grave. No, um, Steve Willie. I didn't know, I didn't think he was the guy in the tower. At the end, that that has that horrible death scene uh, with the knife. With the knife. Very, again, one of the most memorable bits of the movie. It's very. Um, <clears throat> I, I got my my wife to translate some of it uh, because I'd never understood what he was saying because it's not um, subtitled. Mm. And it, it, it's kind of dark because he's saying, "This knife is for you. Don't worry about it. It'll be easy." Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have got it translated. <laughs> Leave us the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> 
But sorry, you were saying you were saying yeah. I'm not sure. I I still don't know if that was the same guy. Was it? Well, I believe it is because he he shoots him in the head at the end. Um, our 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 fearless uh, translator. Well, I don't know if that's because he let him go or because he didn't stop him killing his friend because he had ample opportunity and all the ammunition in the world <laughs> to stop him. Uh, he just pooped his pants. Yeah. No, I definitely think it. Was, I think I think it was the same guy because why else would he walk past him on the staircase? Yeah, yeah. He would have just. He should have just broken his neck too. It would have been easier. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when you think of war movies, do you think of anything else other than Saving Private Ryan? Uh, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> the pinnacle. And Platoon. Sorry, Platoon. Platoon. Willem Dafoe, fantastic. I love that movie. Um, there's those two movies are probably the, well, I suppose those three movies uh, <laughs> are the pinnacle of war movies in my eyes. I think Platoon was fantastic as well, as was um, Full Metal Jacket. There's a few yeah. in there, actually, when I think yeah. about it. Yeah, that's what I would think of Full Metal Jacket. I think Kubrick makes it very, very eerie and scary. My, my favorite scene of all of those movies is the end scene of that, where they're just walking away from a big, massive battle, singing Mickey Mouse. Right. It's such yeah. a weird scene, but it's so effective. I like that's exactly what happened. I've, I've read I've read a couple of books where, where um, soldiers retell their stories, and there's so much of that. There's so much of singing and um, just trying to remember the media from back home just to make them feel somewhat connected to, to the going on at home because it was such an alien landscape to them. Like they're 18 years old yeah. going from America, going from cities in Alabama or towns from Alabama into w wiping the, your friend's brains off your forehead. Like, you know, it, it, yeah, nothing prepares you for that. Yeah. Well, you'll still wish for a Tropic Thunder to come up randomly. Oh, but absolutely. I, I wouldn't hold out any much hope for it, but, um, we are thinking of whenever our birthday weeks are happening that we get to choose one movie. How many birthdays are we allowed a year? <laughs> Um, well, you could change your name or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So anything else about Saving Private Ryan? I think obviously it, it belongs in the annals of history. Oh, it is one of the best movies out there. Um, it was 252, wasn't it on Metacritic? It so was, I think that's yeah. roughly where it <clears throat> belongs. Um, it's not the best movie in the world, but it by sure is not the worst movie out there by a long way. Yeah, I think we've mentioned that the plot is pretty formulaic. I think it's the yeah, acting yeah. and the, the acting and the pr production of it oh, makes it stand out. The sound on it, like the, yeah. the, the when the tanks tanks are rolling in and the guys there with the ammunition around his neck and stones are shaking and stuff like that, just brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Mister T uh, ammo around <laughs> the neck. <clears throat> yeah, the sound is just that, that. I think the sound elevates it as well. Yeah, yeah, and that was a meta score of ninety one. So I think people. Don't realize like the top 1000 of uh, Metacritic's top 1000 movies goes to 85. So there's a thousand movies that are deemed excellent pretty much. So Saving Private Mind might seem low to a lot of people, but um, it's not because everything's just there's pretty a, there's much a lot of, lot of good movies up there. <clears throat> yeah, but we're just not getting them. No, <laughs> like, we are not. We just get documentaries when it goes up above, above 100. Yeah, documentaries or foreign movies. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that. Yeah, but sometimes I want things to explode, you know? Yeah, like give us the Terminator or something, some some classic movie. But anyway, we were lucky with that. The next movie was a movie 4617, A Man Called Ove. And I must admit, 
that this has given us we always re we, we recall this movie quite a bit when we talk i i find this a, when i think about this movie i, I find it quite um I, I think of it fondly um and i unfortunately probably associate too much with over himself yeah yeah when i see some kids doing some silly stuff and i'm like oh idiot there i'm like idiot. oh god i'm turning into Ove. <laughs> um, i like the movie i like the story it's it's quite a it's a nice story it's nothing complex but it's no. well acted it's very for a movie that ends with him snuffing it it's quite a, um, a hopeful movie <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think it's a very well constructed movie. I think I'm not going to watch Tom Hanks' version, even though no, Tom obviously no. is good, but I don't want to. I'll keep it. Didn't it. Need to, it didn't need to be remade. I think this was as good as it's going to get. Well, well, tell that to all Hollywood producers. I don't think Tom Hanks does a <clears throat> grumpy fella quite that well. He's always been a happy sort of chap in my eyes. So his face won't lend to the grumpy old man scenario. He does pull a grumpy face on the movie poster if you look at it, though. Yeah, but it's still Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> Captain Phillips. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, like, you know, four zeros on the grill, one one behind the wheel. <laughs> Classic line, yeah. And you obviously went and um, visited the film set a few weeks ago, right? Well, the country, anyway. Uh, I was in a couple of museums. I was uh, looking at old Sabs and old Volvos. Obviously, I spat on the Volvos and caressed the Sabs. <laughs> you should have researched where it was filmed and just went to visit it and said to your family, well, I'll see you in a, a day. <laughs> I've got to look at a housing estate. I've got to walk around an estate and make sure the gates are locked and just act like I belong there. Give out to people for, you know, driving the bicycle down the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was a sweet movie, and I'm glad. I'm glad it popped up. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, a movie that would would definitely not have been something I would have considered watching. Straight away, it's it's in Swedish, so I mm -hmm. don't speak Swedish under three or four words. Um, Sab, Sab, Volvo, Idiota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, listen, it was a very good movie, and. I have nothing but good things to say about it. That's very nice. Oh, and the best suicide scenes ever. Attempted right, yeah. suicide scenes it's, ever. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, again, like uh, just remembering that, like his first when he was trying to hang himself, very much, <laughs> very much reflective of uh, Brooks's in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they took a bit of a um, artistic angle from from Shawshank for for that, but I will allow it. Oh, absolutely. And also. Um, we have to give them props because whatever the budget was 4 million, which probably pays for their electricity for the couple of weeks. So doing that bus, bus crash, the way they did it was an excellent portrayal. It, of was, a bus crash. it was amazingly done for the, for the budget they have. So they must've paid their staff, uh, the actors like 12 euro each, uh, <laughs> or 12 Corona. Corona. Yeah, no, like I think they did very well with that, with that crash. And as we said, back, back in the time, if um, Ben Affleck um, does a <laughs> yeah. dodgy car crash. Uh, with the amount of money that movie cost, yeah. 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 A man called Ove embar embarrassingly did it much, much better. Much, much with, better. With a bus, not even a stinking little car. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <clears throat> All right, moving on to movie 40. This was 14,948, and 
quite a nice surprise was this was actually not that bad with gentleman Broncos. It really doesn't deserve its position. Um, like this is in my, in my opinion, we got three good movies in a row. Now this is by the same chaps who brought us Napoleon Dynamite, which was brilliant. Um, yeah. This is goodish. Hmm. Mm. Um, I, I, some elements of it were kind of annoying, um, but one of my favorite actors in it, Sam Rockwell, um, and him bouncing around on a wire going, wee, is one of the happiest moments of my life. <laughs> little amuses you. It little does. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, I, as I think I said in the episode, I watched, um, Natural Libre before this, and this is, I think this is better than Natural Libre. This, this is better than Natural Libre, and I kind of <clears> like <throat> Natural Libre as well. Um, but this is a bit more out there. You know, it's a bit weirder. Yeah, and there's a lot more weirder characters in this. I think the problem with Natural Libre was there's not a lot of... It's, a lot it's, of just, a, it's just a good guy, really. Yeah, like the nurse isn't memorable. She should be weirder. Everybody in this movie is weird, and everybody in Napoleon Dynamite is weird. And that works. It, it, it's <laughs> like a parallel universe where everybody's a bit weird. And, and Natural Libre has two people from that universe in our universe, which kind of doesn't work. I think Jack Black's great in it, uh, and his mm. friend who I can not remember the name of now, um, but it, it doesn't fit as well as this did. It was Hector Jimenez, wasn't that the same guy from Stitch, this? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays Lonnie in this one. Yes, with, with the mouse. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he really, really up. He turns that right up to eleven. Yeah. Oh yeah, he definitely spinal tapped this one for sure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, I think the the movie within the movie aspect adds a lot of depth to this, you know, the yeast lords and the... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just supremely weird and it, it works. And what, what I love about it is there's almost like three different adaptations of the one story inside the story. Yeah. Which is just so, it's kind of jarring, but brilliant at the same time. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it works. Um, oh, and I love Jermaine Clements in it as the asshole author. <laughs> yeah, moon feeders. <laughs> you just, just stick enough at the name of the moon and then yeah. there. Yeah, there's quite a few moments that, that stand out. And they're actually, I think, I think we like um, surreal humor, I think. That, yeah, very much so. Yeah, so I think maybe that's why. Well, the meta score for the movie is twenty eight, so critics didn't get it, but user score is five point eight. So you can see there that there's a disconnect on five point eight. I think there's a lot of people that do actually appreciate I, it. I think it's quite marmite this movie. Um, my, my wife, my wife watched it at the same time as me, and she absolutely adored this movie. Oh, really? She hated Napoleon Dynamite, which is weird. That is weird. Yeah, but she she oh. really got this. I think. I think she's a big fan of Sam Rockwell as well. Maybe that's it. Okay, well, that's probably it. He does. What does he? He does actually. What is it? He's half naked at some point, anyway, isn't he? Is What's he... he doing at the start? The first scene. He's oh, actually... he's having his gonads extracted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Weird scene, and then his lynx jumps through the window and rips the guy's throat out. Fantastic. <clears throat> yeah, it's a lot of um, weird stuff like that. So yeah. The, um... Yeah, good movie. Like fourteen thousand in on the list, crazy. But um, hopefully, we 
It's, it's not just 14,000, it's 14,948. That's basically 15,000. It's right at the bottom. And I yeah. think that is a absolute disgrace, Mr. Metacritic. <laughs> Why don't you send a stiffly worded I, I, I will. to all the critics? Because it's <laughs> Mr. Meta. I'll, I'll visit them all. <laughs> yes, on a, a tour around the world. Um, yeah, I wonder, um, I'd like to see um, the Hess duo. I'd like to see what they're up to next and see what, what comes out. Yeah, I think they've done something recently. I do remember there was another movie on the list and I completely forgot to research it further from that point on. I must look it up again. Yeah, that's fine. They don't produce a lot, but when they do, it usually is quite <clears throat> weird and interesting. Mm. All right, move on to movie number 15, episode number 15. Movie was 548. Meta score of 87, user score of 6.8. It was a documentary called Rewind from 2020. Yeah, this is a tough watch. Now, let me say something here. And one of our audience listeners was upset we didn't grade this movie. And I kind of agreed with him at the end of the day, actually, to be honest with you. So we will. Well, the only thing we didn't grade, I thought, was the was it the acting or was it the plot? No, no, because story. So with documentaries, we change plot to topic, mm. we change acting to people, and we change and the rest of the same soundtrack and production. So we didn't rate any of them. So I believe now is the time where we can actually because it's been a while since we did it. So I think we can give a mark to each of those things now. So like the topic is quite hard hitting and I think it's a worthwhile endeavor by um Sasha. Yep, absolutely. Um because but I, I think the topic and is it could, could not have been easy uh to, for him and his story to produce it. Yeah. And then to speak so candidly about the subject. Yeah well, one thing though you mentioned near the end of the episode kind of distracted me. You said like he was an actor or an extra in a couple of movies in his teenage years. <laughs> He was, I think it was, was it, it could have been, no, it wasn't Natural Libre, was it? It was something like that. It was a Jack, it was in something. Oh yeah, no, I remember. He, it was, um, it was, uh, uh, the one with, um, blonde actress who is overweight. Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like I was wondering like, okay, he's going through a very, you know, harrowing experience and. He's showing up in these movies at, at some point during it as well. I just don't, I don't, I don't know the timeline there. So it's, it's a bit strange think, for me. I think the movie, I think Shallow Hall was before all this came to, uh, to came out really. Uh, well, I'm guessing I, I didn't really plot the timeline. Uh, but I think at that time, like, like his dad's obviously involved with um, film production. Like he works for a, a, a film studio that does PBS stuff or something and I can't remember exactly. Um, so he, he has some awards and all that jazz. So he must have got, you know, in contact with certain people and pushed his son forward for, for, mm -hmm. for roles. Uh, he hasn't done anything since then, really. Uh, the son, he's more of a film producer himself now. Yeah. So, um, I think the most hard hitting part of this documentary is finding out that, it's their cousin first, and then it's slowly, well, quite, quite quickly revealed. Then it's Uncle Larry, yeah. and then it's Uncle, what's his name? Um, the singer. 
Yeah. Oh. Uncle Howard. 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 Lovely guy, Howard. Oh, amazing. Like, still alive, yeah. still not giving a crap that he, what he did. And the Jewish temple or whatever, not giving a crap what he did as well. Yeah. Pe people still making documentaries about him on uh, YouTube. He never served time. He didn't. He, he, he pled guilty and did no time at all. No, he got a tour of the jail and basically said, yeah, this is where you could go. Don't be touching boys again. After, after what he did, not just to Sasha, but to basically oh, everybody. Everybody he met, yeah. Yeah. I like just goes, yeah. Yeah. Is, only, just goes to show, like, justice only serves people who haven't got any money. Or, sorry, it only serves the rich. People who haven't got any money, you ain't getting justice. That's true. That's very true. I think uh, the topic I'm going to give 3.5 out of 5 because I think it is important to showcase that these things happen to normal looking families from the outside. And then near the end of the movie, you get that lesson that for people who are protected by religious organizations are very highly protected with money and politicians. And I think it's a known secret. Yeah, well, I think, I think we all know the powerful are hard to bring to justice. But if you don't pay your TV license, they'll put you in jail. Yeah, yeah. or if you jaywalk or something, they'll yeah. slip the handcuffs on you. So thinking about it now, what would you give the topic? I, I, I would agree with you, 3.5. Listen, um, it, a, a, a tough watch. It, yeah. Not something I would have chosen at all. No, no. It, it, it's painful to watch. It's, as you say, an important subject. Um, but I generally steer clear of stuff that makes me feel like crap. And this did. <laughs> you know, it's such... Because yeah. nobody wins. They don't win. No. There's no winning in this. Now, there is some resolution when he gets Howard in court and confronts him. But the shame then he just, he just walks anyway. And it's just <clears> really <throat> annoying. It's a shame, it wasn't, a, a shame it wasn't recorded, the, the court case. But of course... It's minor, you can't really do that. Yeah, but or at least showing the um the defendant or the accused or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. The second uh, category we have for documentaries is people and the people involved. So obviously, we're not giving points here for the likability of most of these characters, the people they're, in this. They but are I think, not likable. Yeah. No, but I think it's the you know the power that the people give to the topic um, to, to drive the documentary and i think every character in this is very powerful in playing a part in this story in this documentary well, and the production feeds into this in that they had a lot of source material obviously because the father recorded absolutely everything but yeah some of those videos of the uncles and sasha Looking yeah. at it now, knowing what we know, what happened, is devastatingly horrible. Yeah, for sure. Like sinister, evil crap, like really, really dark. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the um, power of um, the way he told the story. And I know when we talk about this, <clears throat> I said maybe perhaps the uh, the reveal happens quite quickly in the middle of the movie. 
perhaps it felt a little disjointed at that point and you know um maybe it could have been told in a different timeline but hey i think it, it, it works the way it is uh, i'm giving the people category three out of five because i think the <clears throat> the people involved are I don't know. I don't know what words to make this, but they're sort of quite magnetic. I think, to be honest, for want of a better word. Yeah, I think the people involved are a combination of powerful individuals with a really strong, charismatic personality, and then a collection of. Well, I'm talking about Howard here, and then yeah. a collection of broken people in his wake. Yeah, and you, yeah. you kind of see it in the videos afterwards when you think about it again. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, so yeah, so would you give it around three as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, don't, think, I don't think I'd like to give it any more because the people I'm rating are obnoxiously horrible. So yeah. I'd leave it at that. Yeah. Um, soundtrack wasn't really much. I can't even remember it. I'm just going to give it 1.5 out of 5. I think there was a lot of documentary it's, background stuff and that was slow. not really a part of it, really. No. Other no. than Howard singing, which I don't want to give any points to. Yeah, I could give it minus for him singing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, 1.5, probably the same for you. Yeah. Or yeah. One or yeah. yeah. Um, production, I'm going to give 3 out of 5. I think the switch between the current day and the interviews it worked for the, the oh works very well works yeah. very well would you agree with three yep well i hope our australian listener who complained to me is happy that we just created <laughs> this movie <laughs> <laughs> now on to our favorite movie of this um, decade of movies we've watched it was episode 16. It was movie 13,369. Oh. <laughs> the what Sisters. Great movie. Um, what is it? Crystal Met. Speed. Speed. At least yeah. it gave us that. Uh, yeah, that, that's about all I get. Well, and the um, out the window scene. Out the as window well. scene is amazing. And the reactions to it. I, I actually grabbed that, but I didn't do anything with that reaction scene yet. Um, I love Riptorn. Yeah. Riptorn, who doesn't know what accent he's doing for the entire movie. <laughs> it keeps changing it. Why not? Keep it yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, yeah. So, it had a meta score of 40. <clears throat> but the user score was 5.5. .5, so, like, the user score is more than the, the critics. And I don't know why people would find this even average. Oh, there's nothing. There's no redeemable... It's not even crap enough to be interesting. You know, it's... Right, like stick. Yeah. We love like, stick. The production now. was so shit <laughs> that it was brilliant. And some of the war, the lines, like, what was it? Um, looks like they ran out of chickens. Like, yeah, it's that's great. gold. <laughs> None of that in this thing, apart from, me. okay, maybe the... Crystal, crystal speed. Thing, but, uh, <laughs> no, this is awful acting. Like, rubbish acting. From actors who should be better, let's be honest. There's no script, there's no production. The director needs to give up. I think he did. Good. Good. He, well, he's he is the guy who introduced Arnold to the world. So yeah, I gotta give him a little round of applause. I've watched that movie. Hercules in New York. It's pure and utter crap. It's like <laughs> if you give me a camcorder and Arnie. I would have done something similar. 
and I'm rubbish. <laughs> Did you watch the overdubbed version? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, with Arnie's voice, that ruins it. I will crush him. Or... I will crush him. <laughs> yes, yes, that's not Arnie. Well, I will give this movie something positive because... Oh, uh, damn you. No, because it made me read an Anton Chekhov play. Yeah. Okay, so you got a little bit cultured out of it, but not yeah, because of the actual movie, but because of its source no, material. Because of the source material. And, you know, I feel smarter now for reading an Anton Chekhov play. Well, I, not, prefer, but... I prefer Dostoevsky myself. Yeah. That's a scene from the British office, isn't it? Where... Uh, I think it was um, Father Dead. Oh, really? I think it's in the office, too. I think we'd. Uh, I think that's too. Two comedies now to mention Dostoevsky. 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 Yeah. That guy from Russia. Anyway, it's the it's the um, it's the episode in the office where the, this the new guy comes into the office and they have a table quiz night and uh, Brent is Mister Brent is trying to uh, act smart to this new guy. Uh, and, yeah. and that's all I watched Dostoevsky's documentary. Yeah. Um. What else rubbish about this movie are we forgetting? Um, oh, yeah. So, like, um, yeah, the sister-in-law is my hero in this because she just rips them apart during this week. So it's, she basically says what everybody else is saying and says, you're all idiots. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the one that they all look down upon, which yeah. is the only person that I actually like. Well, the person yeah. I like the most. Maybe not like. It's a straight, strong word. <laughs> um, but they're all horrible. The siblings. Yeah. They're just... Yeah awful people and yeah. awful things should happen to them and then it would have been good yeah like, they're, not, they're not horrible in the play i don't know how they transformed them into horrible people they're just sort of self-centered in the play but not totally horrible <laughs> yeah they were, they were very pretentious very judgmental of people who they did not consider to be intellectuals um in the, yeah. in the movie. Uh, and that's all I got out of them. Other, other than that, they're horrible. Yeah, I think Mary Stuart Masterson's character, Olga, was the worst. She was just so obnoxious with just pontificating. Yeah. Stupid moments, like in the grocery aisle. <laughs> Jesus. Why? <clears throat> but it must be said that um, uh, Eric McCormick's rush into the room to push Chris O'Donnell out the window is amazing. I've always wanted to do that with Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> In his Robin suit. <laughs> yeah. See, you fly now, you feckin'. You dressed as a joker. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so the sisters, don't watch it. Yeah, really don't watch it. If you learn anything from us, don't watch this one movie. Possibly the worst. <laughs> is it the worst? It's worse than movie 43. Yes, it is. Of course. There were some sh tiny chinks of light got through the canopy of crappiness in movie 43. This, not so much. I'll say something controversial, though. Oh. It's not as bad as me time. Mm. Because we've got, we have got two memorable scenes from... The sisters that give us joy. Nothing it's, gives us joy. It's shit, though, I guess. So maybe it's yeah. shitness has elevated it somewhat. Yeah. Up to the top of the, the toilet bowl. Yeah, yeah. Me time is just <clears> down, <throat> down there with the 
you know, the turds. Yeah. Um, yeah, that they actually shit out in the movie twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, episode, episode 17 was uh, 9,247 on the list. It was Concussion from 2013. This was another blah movie that oh, came hot just... on the heels of the sisters and we were on a bit of a bad role. Yeah, we were. Now, this isn't nearly as bad as the sisters. No, Let's just no, give it no, that. No. Uh, but just, it's just a movie of I don't particularly like the main character. Um, no. She's not a nice person. Selfish, and I don't particularly care about the story all that much. Um, no, it was bland. It was very, very um, forgettable. To be, to be honest, yeah, like nothing. Like it's like I think I said it in the episode. It's like just reading somebody's boring diary of them yeah. doing stuff. Yeah, and I think maybe that's what they were going for because it was kind of trying to portray the drudgery of ordinary life in your forties and why you might have a uh, midlife crisis and become a hoe. <laughs> well, it's happened to me. <laughs> it happens to us all when you hit 40. Yeah. It's working tricks on the street. <laughs> it's my, my John's due in about 20 yeah. minutes. We better wrap this up. <laughs> uh, coming in with his cane and <laughs> leopard print, print coat. Um, actually... Uh, I think... That's not a podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 15K plus random tricks. <laughs> uh, um, I'll give this I'll give this one final thought. I think if, you know, at the start of the movie when she, it starts quite, quite innovatively and quite fresh, she's got blood all over her nose. <clears throat> she turns around to her son in the car, you little shit, and like... <laughs> It actually yeah. starts off like a Tarantino movie in, in in that sense because it's 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 a very blunt and jarring first scene, and then a mother tells their son he's a little shit, and it should continue on with that, but it doesn't. Oh my god, it does not! It just goes, it crams on the brakes as hard as it possibly can, and just stops. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then the movie ends. Yeah, there's an hour nothing... later or so. Yeah, it's just a really flat line of nothingness. That tries to be something by her turning tricks, but even those scenes with her customers just aren't that interesting. They don't. They try to make it interesting, but you know, with you know, hooking up with young students or whatever. But that's not interesting. <laughs> it doesn't even come across as interesting. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And it... yeah. Me. Don't don't worry. You don't have to think about it anymore. It's fine. It's Thank fine. You. Thank you. Let's move on to episode eighteen, which was one thousand three hundred ninety-seven on Metascore's list. It has eighty-one Metascore and seven point eight user score. It was Truman, and uh, it was a pretty pretty nice movie. Yeah, a nice movie about somebody decided they want to be dead quicker than chemo <laughs> allowed them to die. So, a, a nice movie about death and the dog. <laughs> Yeah, well, but and that was our... and the uh, inability of two men in their 40s to talk about their feelings. Yeah, so we had one thing about, you know, a woman turning tricks in her 40s, then we had death and cancer in men in her 40s. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the universe almost, is trying to tell us something. It's almost like, you know, when you're in your 40s, that you should just give up on life in general. It's too late for me. That's, uh, yeah, we're screwed. Late 30s, yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> I think one of our biggest issues with, of this was the actual name of the movie. It's Truman it doesn't play a part. Nope. Truman's, well, he plays some part, but it's almost an afterthought. Like, you know, he could have been used to great effect and he was not. No. Uh, because if you want to make somebody cry, you use a dog. Yeah, and you use it quite a lot more than you do in this movie. Yep. I think, um, like the main actor, um, Javier Camara. Yeah, that was him, right? Yeah. No, yep. no, it was Rick Ricardo Darren played Julian. Yes, yes. And um, he's got a good face for a guy battling cancer and showing emotion. And I don't think he, I don't, I don't think it was utilized enough. Unfortunately, I think the story blocked him from doing so in that his character was supposed to be tackling it with gusto uh, for the most part, which I, I think maybe blocked him from using whatever facial range he has available to him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he has facial range. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it's, you know, it's a fine movie to, to watch about imminent death, but uh, um, I, I think it could have been better. I think I left wanting more, and the act, the ending was ending was not as emotionally hitting as, as I thought it would be at the airport, to be yeah. honest. Here's, your, here's the dog. Feck off. Yeah, here's the dog. Here's the papers. I know you've got two young kids at home, but take this big, you know, bull mastiff dog with you and uh, make sure he doesn't eat your kids. Eats your children. Yeah. <clears throat> this obviously was the movie where I hated the footstep uh, sound effects. <laughs> so if you want to listen to this movie or watch it, look out for the footsteps because they annoyed me. It's also the movie where I confused Rembrandt with it. Oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, you thought it was um, Caravaggio. Caravaggio. I just thought it was Caravaggio <clears throat> because there was a horrific scene of people sticking things in people listen as an art expert that i am i <laughs> respect your reasoning because you're absolutely right it should be a caravaggio but he was more into biblical shit yeah yeah but the big the biblical stuff seems to be a lot of sticking sharp things into people that doesn't yeah yeah and that's you know that's what you base your ethical creed on <laughs> um yeah, it's such a, coincidentally enough, I was walking around the Marit house in The Hague last week and I turned a corner and there it was, striking me in the face was the anatomy lesson, the very same painting. The, was it the, that, the, the, the education of Dr. Uh, what was it? Yeah, the anatomy lesson of Dr. something. It was too Dr. long for me to. Dr. Dre. Chivago. <laughs> yeah. Um, great painting. Um, it's quite a big painting. And if you're in The Hague, I would recommend you go see it. It's a couple of rooms away from uh, the girl. I'm being tried for war crimes. I might uh, drop in. Yeah, that's your court date due next week, right? So you'll be yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's get to this movie. It was episode 19, 15,176 on Metacritic's movie. Your favorite movie. <clears throat> it's me time. Kevin Hart is an absolute genius of an actor <laughs> and uh, what can you say his co-star is just just his range it's amazing do you know what i thought about when we finished mark Wahlberg starring in that terrible m night Shyamalan movie 
What, 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 what? I may not have seen this. What's this? People, like people falling from the sky and it's the, the wind is the, is the problem. What? I haven't seen this. Is it Mark Goldberg? The, the wind is, is the problem, is the fart, enemy. Farting people from the sky. It just, it's full of toxic stuff or something. Uh. It's nature. It's nature fighting against humanity, basically. And the wind is the thing and it makes people go crazy. But Mark Wahlberg, I haven't seen this. I don't think yeah. I particularly want to because Mark Wahlberg's in it. Well, if I'm wrong, somebody will probably tell me, but I believe it is Mark Wahlberg and I believe it's, it's not signs. It's, um, that's about Science it. Signs is pretty decent, actually. I thought I enjoyed yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> just talk a bit there to the audience and I'll find out what the name of that movie is. Well, what about me time? Me time isn't signs and it's not an M line, movie. Um, yeah, there's, there's very little in the way of redemption in this one as well. Again, I think it had a pretty large budget. You said 80 million, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, 80 mil. And starting straight off the bat, production is pathetic. <laughs> like the, as you rightly pointed out, the, the big green scene, um, where the lads are wearing squirrel suits, jumping off a cliff. It all looks just incredibly fake, like a really <clears throat> crap computer game. From 20 yeah. years ago. It's just poorly animated. It doesn't work. And then the characters in it are, like, the, the, I suppose it's supposed to be some sort of arc with redemption for Hook in it, but uh, it doesn't, it doesn't land. It's, it's poor. Yeah. Um, the M. Night movie is called The Happening from 2008. Oh, remember? I do remember that happening. And it is Mark Wahlberg because he is front and center on the movie poster and his name wow. is above the title. Wow. And he acts, he basically acts with a confused look on his face. And so it's just movie. his face. Yeah. He just has a constant like confusion face. I remember, I think I watched this with my wife and she was like going, what the hell is this movie? And I was like, what is yeah, this garbage? What is this? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really, I listen. I don't rate Kevin Hart at all. And I don't think he's funny at all. Anytime I've watched him, he just yell, like he goes like for Jumanji, he was on a lot of talk shows with Chris, uh, the rock. Yeah. And all he does is fake being insulted by the rock and just like looking quizzically at him. And that's his stick. And that's, you know, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. I'm insulted by the rock. <laughs> and there's also to say the rock is a much better actor. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's I, also I don't rate the rock, but he's way better than this chap. Oh yeah, definitely. There's also a sketch with Conan O'Brien and Kevin Hart, and I think Ice Cube, maybe where they all just get into this car for Conan O'Brien show, uh, this uh, Lerner driver or something. And Conan O'Brien is funny, is yep. the best when he's talking to normal people, but. Chris Rock isn't. He's just the same shtick. He just does the same stuff. Love's stick. Isn't he? It's it's uh, the 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 as you said, incredulous look on his face and falling over a lot. Yeah, slipping on tortoise. And I had a pro uh, when I listened back to our episode, I don't know how to pronounce tor tortoise. 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 Is it tortoise or tortoise? Yes, it's definitely one of those two. I will just say turtle from now on. And teenage mutant some... ninja. <laughs> That's a new movie that's coming out. New um, animated movie. It looks movie. pretty decent. Um, I can't remember. Somebody's producing it. It's a famous head on him. Um, 
M. Night Shyamalan? No. No. Actually, oh, yeah, I mean, you probably won't like him. I think it's Seth Rogen or Seth. Not Seth like Rogen. Him. Seth. Um, McFarlane. Not Seth. Not McFarlane, unfortunately. That's Seth Rogen, I think. I think he's doing one of the voices too, right? It could be, it could be. So that's, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, cause I'll obviously, watch it, I think. I'll definitely watch it. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was part of my childhood, so it, exactly. it better land. It better be good. <clears throat> you never know. But I think it's getting good reviews already for free or whatever. I don't know if you even know if it's out. Anyway, Meat Time sucks. Don't yeah, that's why I'm talking about other shit. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing good in this. Like, the story's crap. The, the, the secondary characters are all rubbish. Um, seal for shame, seal for shame, absolute See, rubbish. Seal needs a good clubbing after that. He does. <laughs> oh, dear mm. god, there's a joke that's the punchline, but I can't remember the actual joke setup. Um, that leads us up to the last uh, movie of this sort of second era of this podcast. <laughs> episode 20, which was going to be uh, Past Lives, a Korean-American drama, and we didn't realize when we picked it out that it's actually just not out yet. And it's going to be out soon, so we'll get back to it anon. We, we, we promise we're not cheating. Uh, no. Because Colin we did, definitely didn't cheat. No, and we definitely didn't, you know, we didn't cheat because we didn't get a really, you know, we didn't get a great movie that we wanted to watch. If it, if it had been Tropic Thunder, <clears throat> Oh, then yeah. we cheated. Whenever you see us landing Tropic Thunder, and it will happen, <clears throat> we've cheated. Yeah. Unless we go all the way to your birthday in June, I think, and then you pick a movie, and it's going to be Tropic Thunder. Probably Airplane, to be honest. But, you know. Oh, really? I'm just going to be an asshole. Tough call. I'm just going to be an asshole when uh, my birthday comes around and pick me time. <laughs> <laughs> you, have yeah. to, you have to review it again. I, I just... Cut and paste the previous review. There you go. I'm just talking to a recording of you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll um we'll review past lives soon. Don't worry everybody about that. Um yeah, I'm sure you're all really crying and stuff. Anyway, I um I recorded myself randomly picking a number to share with Niall on WhatsApp just so he knew I wasn't acting the maggot. And um it came I, out I, weird. I can say that he didn't cheat. Or unless yeah. he kept clicking it until he decided he had the number he wanted and then gave it to me. So I don't I know. No, no, I didn't have enough energy or time to do that. And I really couldn't be cared. I, I really, <laughs> actually, I do worship the God of randomness, to be honest with you. I think it's a bit scary right now that I, I am worshiping, worshiping randomness. Um, it was just weird that um, the movie that we first picked was 120 on the list. And then the movie that we had to pick again was 70. It's just so weird that we got you know, yeah, quite a quite round numbers. <clears throat> yeah. So when I picked this and it said small axe colon lovers rock, I was like, what the hell is this? No, it's, so... it's, it's not colon. It's <laughs> C O L. No, no, no. Because no. that'd be weird. You know, when you put a small axe near your colon. <laughs> small axe colon. <laughs> uh, what about the other? Not, yeah. the, not the Jaxi. No. <laughs> that's what you get in the back alley when you <laughs> it's, uh, after after lovers rock's been playing all day then you get the uh... <laughs> uh, 
anyway, so it, it's, it has that um, grammatical punctuation in it because it's a series. It's from a series of five episodes from BBC. I think this they're all episode. directed by Steve McQueen. I, I don't know, actually, are they? I think so. I, I seem to remember. I know the guy that, that plays case. Finn in Star Wars is one in one of the episodes. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, uh, what's his name? Bodega or whatever. Bodega? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bodega, I think. I, I, I pushed I pushed those new Star Wars movies out of my, my <laughs> mind. I didn't oh. hate them as much as you did. They're, not, they're just not great. They're nothing compared to the originals. Like Force Awakens was fine, but the next two are just absolute garbage. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, so this is um, so this is weird to get into, and obviously it's a culture that we're not um, familiar with. Lovers Rock is a type of reggae music that has more emotional stuff to it, and you hear a lot of it during the um, the movie. And it's a movie that doesn't rely on plot really. It just it has a plot, but it doesn't it doesn't it's not the thing that drives it. It's all about the music. It's all about the um, choreography that for want of a better word of the dancing and the you know the shared excitement and love of uh, lovers rock music and there's a lot of nice um song scenes and there's a lot of um synchronicity between all the dancers and it's textured and it's layered and it's fine <laughs> Yeah, I just had to look through the, the other episodes. If you yeah, I heard you. Click that. Clicking yeah, away I heard you clicking the away there. But uh, Mr. McQueen did direct a lot of them. And they all have similar, well, not similar, but they're um, black culture in mm. London or those areas in yeah. the 70s and 80s and 90s. Some, some of the stories are about, you know, obviously racial hatred at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. And some of them are just about growing up. Yeah. There was a bit of a selection there. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we should have watched them all, but we don't have a lot of time in our week to do that. Not not, not to watch five hours of movie. No, 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 no. You're lucky enough to get us for <laughs> one movie a week. Yeah. So we're making it work, and it's we're going well. Um, what else about this? I like the kung fu fighting scene. I thought that was probably the highlight. Yeah, for me. yeah. Very. It, it put a smile on my face, which is always you know, it, it's such a fun song. But it's. It, a, it's a, it's is like, it, sorry, is it, sorry. Is it cultural appropriation? What to find a song in, funny and good um, to do uh, kung fu fighting dance moves to a song? I, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> because I, I like it, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> is it like doing rock the boat at a wedding? Never do rock the boat. You did. I've I got photo evidence. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that that's you have to be nicely not sober for, for that. that. Yeah. yeah, you got to be properly lubricated. Yeah, um, yeah. Then my, limb, my, my bloody limbs would have to be lubricated for to do it now. <laughs> no, that's the, <laughs> not like it's the most um, taxing of physical activities. But yeah, I feel the same way. You're Stop rocking the boat. Is difficult. Yeah, rowing is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Rowing through the soup of drunkenness. Um, what else about Lovers of Rock? I'm, I'm glad I, I learned a lot about the movement. Yeah, yeah, as we said, during the thing, it was very interesting, <clears throat> uh, but no plot really. Um, it, it's it's kind of it's a snapshot of a culture of a time of an experience, and the texture of it is very vivid. And it's you know, it, it's like a it's like something like 
going through a memory from your own past, just from a different perspective, from a different cultural perspective. Um, yeah, because no, no. as we talked about, like it, it, it reminds us of mm-hmm. our childhood when we were going through nightclubs and house parties and stuff like that, and it's the same sort of vibe. Yeah, I remember um, jumping up and down to the crescendo of Jeremy by Pearl Jam in one of those discos we used to go to. Yeah, that actually sticks out in my mind quite substantially. And I remember a bunch of lads I knew from school and from the friends of friends all jumping around to it at the same time. Um, I do remember some Radiohead and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a different musical vibe, but the same thing. Yeah, the same sort of you know camaraderie and companionship you find in fellow human beings to music. Hmm. But I imagine there's probably a little bit more layers to the to this in the seventies, obviously, which is um, the the black uh, community there. Probably they have to slalom their way through life in London at that those in, in that decade. Yeah, and, 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 let's be honest, they had more challenges. Than oh, yeah. we had growing up, um, yeah, we yeah. weren't <clears throat> we um, weren't depressed effectively. No, but probably depressed. Oh, yeah, it's part of being a teenager. <laughs> Listening to Slayer at <laughs> Radiohead. Oh god, everything is depressing. <laughs> I'm a creep. I'm a loser. <laughs> I wonder how different songs at the time. Yeah. Um, one thing we didn't mention in this episode, or one thing I didn't ask you, did you? Have issues with understanding the words, the 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 lingo. I had to focus, goddamn hard. Yeah. Um, so I, I found I found it difficult at times. Yes, I I got the gist. I, I may have missed a few words here and there, but it was difficult. Yeah, it was I, difficult. I do I do have to admit, for a couple of lines, um, I think it was from Franklin that I put the subtitles on and rewinded it ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, I think I know. I know. I now understand that how white people have to put subtitles on for like West of Ireland movies, like Wind That Shakes the Barley and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I cause... need that from people from Cork. You know. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that's the way it goes. Um, that is our. That's all our movies from episode twelve to twenty. What a what a journey we've been on. For our second batch. Yeah, it's been a mixed bag. Um, some good, some terrible, some super depressing, and some happy. Yeah, and a whole lot of death. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like a little you know reminder. Somebody's tapping on us on our shoulder, but it's not long till you're dead, now, lads. Yeah, it's the, the lad with the scythe behind us. <laughs> um, well, here's the deal. We're we're going to roll for um, starting off our next um, era of. 15k plus random movie reviews and i'm gonna roll it right now and see what comes up and what the universe pulls us towards and we're getting movie 1580 so it may not be that bad Mm. 1580 documentary (laughs) barren movie documentary (laughs) Uh, it's a documentary in welsh could say something there about what documentary it is, but <laughs> all right. Um, movie number 1580 on Metacritic's all time movie list has a meta score of 81. It's mm-hmm. called Husera colon the, com- the grammatical <laughs> mark 
Bucera the Bone Woman. See, Colin would work there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Here you go. It's it's Spanish. Here we go. <laughs> Spanish or documentary. So it's a drama horror. Usually those usually the foreign movies are pretty good with horror. I don't like so here's you know, I don't like horror movies, but be fine. All right, here's a synopsis. Valerie's joy at becoming pregnant with her first child is quickly taken away when she's cursed by a sinister entity. As danger closes in and relationships with her family become fractured, she's forced deeper into a chilling world of dark magic that threatens to consume her. A group of witches emerge that could be our only hope for safety and salvation, but not without grave risk. It's from, oh, it's from February, 2023. So, um, oh, let's, let's hope this is available to us. So, um, we will get back to you in our next episode. If, um, it's not the right one, if it's not out available for us yet, and that's probably something that we didn't predict when we were, when we were doing this. So, um, hopefully it's available for us, um, somewhere online and, uh, we will like it. Do you like our it movies? Not particularly. If it's not available online, I say Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Tropic colon thunder. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works everywhere. Yeah. Um, all right. We can only just investigate after we um, close this episode. So that was very good to go back over our um, highs and lows of the last um, eight, I think, um, movies, and we'll do the same in episode 31 after we go through the next decade of or so of movies. So we will see you in episode 22. Bye bye. Ciao.